We're here now to make a hit for Christmas number one. But why just make music when we can have some fun? <laughs> We're here writing lyrics. We're dancing around the tree. But is it really Christmas if it's not just you and me? <laughs> my little, my little poem. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Thanks. So wholesome. It is quite wholesome. Just like this film. And this film was pretty wholesome. I think it was a you. We'll get into it. Welcome, Welcome to, to Jingle, Bells. Jingle Bells. I'm Bex. And I'm Naomi. And we're here to talk about Christmas movies. Because it really is Christmas every day here at Jingle Bells. Every goddamn day. Every You wake up, you think it's not Christmas, bam, it's Christmas. <laughs> it is Christmas, but also it's the first weekend of December. <laughs> Yay, real Christmas. Real Christmas. Hope you're opening up the doors in your advent calendar. Maybe if you got an advent calendar this year. We do. My mom got me an advent calendar this year. She's so oh, cute. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> She's been getting them for me since like I moved back, actually. Um, it's kind of to go alongside her new Colin the Caterpillar obsession. <laughs> oh, oh my God. She got on you a Colin advent calendar. No, 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 no. I wish. I wish. If that's like a thing that could be possible, then, you know, I'll take that next year. Um, but no, she has this tradition of like getting everybody in my family um, caterpillar cake. Oh, that's really cute. I, to be fair, I love a caterpillar cake. I have tried the right. caterpillar. I have tried. I have tried the Collins, the Curlies. I have tried the Clydes. The <laughs> any any caterpillar you can slither on and cover in chocolate. I have eaten. Um, yeah, the the classic OG Colin is of course yeah, the outstanding, the, the the best <laughs> outstanding one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have an advent calendar this year, Bex? Well, I'm trying to be good and not have that much chocolate. So yeah, obviously I've got an advent calendar. Yeah. I was yeah, going to say, absolutely. boo, have all yeah, the chocolate yeah, yeah. you want. Just just one little, just a little chocolate. To be fair, they do some real fancy schmancy advent calendars. Back in my day, when I was <laughs> a child, it was just chocolate. You got in advent calendars mm-hmm. and now you can get Lego advent calendars, mm-hmm. beauty, cocktail, cheese. I saw, I think it's Bo- It's the John Bon Marsh, whatever. It's like the little jams that you get. You know when you go to the hotel oh. and you get the little jams in the little yeah. jam jar and they've got the little lids with like the red and white stripes on them on the metal lid. Mm-hmm. They do an, a, 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 an advent calendar of assorted jams and spreads and one honey. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Which is really cute. <laughs> What's your advent calendar? If you've got an advent calendar, please send us a picture at Jingle Bells Pod on Instagram. You can tag us in your stories. Send us your bits and pieces. We want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But it's we're fully into Christmas now. So, mm-hmm. strap in. Strap in for Christmas. <laughs> Brace yourself strap. for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you so much for all of your support this this season. Um, we are blown away by it you're We're welcome oh you mean the audience grow. oh sorry 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 <laughs> my bad uh we have seen our audiences grow across all of our platforms um and we're really happy and we just like to keep going so yeah pop over there um you can also head to our coffee where we've got some bonus bells and this this coming week our final bonus bell is going to be out bex do you want to tell people what it is that we're uh doing for bonus bells this week okay so there has been some contention in the Christmas community for a many number of years. I spoke about this at length in in our mm-hmm. in our podcast episode for Love Hard. I have mm-hmm. spoken about this at length to all of my friends in real life, and I will speak about it once again. We understand that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. You think you're so funny? You think you're so funny when I say I do a Christmas movie podcast and they go, where's your episode on Die Hard? It's fucking here. We're going to fucking talk about that. You want us to talk about Die Hard? I've got some shit. You want me to do my Christmas criteria on Die Hard? We will fucking count the Christmas trees in Die Hard if that is what you want. And that is what you want. And the people have spoken and we will be here and we will be delivering over on our coffee. You can listen to our bonus bells episode where we are talking about Die Hard. Wonderful. 
Wonderful. Okay. Yes, we were finally going to settle the debate. Is it a Christmas film? Is it a rom-com? Is it- Who knows? It, yeah. We, uh, I'm excited to see how... I, I have actually no idea how we're going to do this. So I'm very no. looking forward to, to doing it. I have seen Die Hard before. I'm happy to watch it again. We'll get into it. But now it's yeah. not the time for Die Hard. Now we, we turn to something that is very much a Christmas movie. Yes. Oh my God, this was such a Christmas movie. Like It was a, it was a fucking Christmas movie. Holy it was shit. Christmas right from the get-go. I loved it. I thought this one yeah. was great. This one is up there with Same Time Next Christmas for me with oh, this, this season. Like, I really fun. loved it. <laughs> I think this, yeah, this is definitely one of... We've seen a lot of movies this year uh, mm-hmm. already, and we've seen a lot of Christmas movies in general. Uh, and this is definitely one of, like, the better ones that have a rewatchable mm-hmm. nature to them and a sort of more timeless... Not mm-hmm. timeless quality. It's not like you know, fucking you know, Oscar winners. But you, you, you know, none of these films ever win Oscars. Rightfully so, they do not deserve them. But like, mm-hmm. this is definitely one that has a little bit more staying power, I think, than others. I totally agree. Absolutely. Like, it seems like it'll be really good. Kind of in the same way that Christmas Inheritance is still really good now. I think yeah. this will still be really good in five years. Um, it's such I a lovely so. film. But before we get into that. <laughs> I would love to hear your synopsis time jingle, Bex. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I I mean, I, I don't know whether I can ever, if for those who have not seen our bonus, bo- uh, our bonus boys episode, I guess we can call it, with the jingle boys, where they talk mm-hmm. about cars for Christmas. Sam spent way, way too long trying to find <laughs> the perfect synopsis time jingle. And he found the best synopsis time jingle that has ever been done. And I feel ashamed of myself that I can't come up with anything better. But I'm here every, you know, weekend episode in and out. I've got to come up with something. And for this one, I feel like this is only appropriate. (laughs) I tried to write synopsis time. But there can be no podcast without you. No, no, you nailed it. Don't need to worry about following up the Jingle Voice synopsis time. Yeah. That was that was perfect. Um, right. Christmas with You follows a pop star who's got a career burnout and escapes to a small town where she finds not only inspiration, but a shot of love. I think it was supposed to be at love, but IMDb oh. has written of love. Hey, a shot of love. Mate, there were <laughs> shots in this film. There they were. Have, there have were shots maybe in this it was, film. Maybe it was a shot of love. <laughs> It's grandma's very special bottle of tequila. Yeah, Christmas. Grandma's broken out the Christmas tequila. And I was like, there's such a thing as tr- Christmas tequila? Uh, ex- hey, if there's me, Christmas chores, not- anything is possible. Yeah, right. Just chucked Christmas in front of literally anyone. Oh, I've got to take the Christmas bins out. Got to make this Christmas <laughs> shepherd's pie. Fucking yeah. Hell. That's how you get through everything <laughs> in a Christmas film. It's Christmas. Mm-hmm. It um, is Christmas. It is Christmas, and it's like it is Christmas in this film. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. To be fair, it's this is another one where I'm like, I don't really think they needed to put the Christmas in here, uh, but we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We've got to look at mm-hmm. who's all who's, as I love to say, all who's who of who's not, yeah. uh, who's in this Christmas movie. Um, I yeah. I loved the cast of this one actually. There's some people who I was like, yeah. you're not very good, but I didn't mind them. They weren't awful. I just didn't think no. they were great. Mm-hmm. Like it was nice cast. I think they had a pretty decent chemistry, um, which was really yeah. good. And then, like, if you listen to our baby bell, we did talk a little bit about what we thought was going to be a massive age difference between the two leads, but it feels like it wasn't actually that big uh, a gap in the end. Yeah, which nice. mm-hmm. I feel like they. I I don't know what they did to her in the trailer. That obviously, no offense. Angelina, this is meant in the, in the utmost of kindness, and I do not want you to take it as an insult. She definitely <laughs> looked more her age in the yes. movie than she did in the trailer, and I don't know whether mm-hmm. that was just like the shots they chose or whatever. But yeah, it was. Um, I was more comfortable with the age gap in this. So yeah, yeah Which, there isn't even one. She mm-hmm. just looks really young. Like she still looks yeah. young. She just doesn't look like no. 20. But she looks more like her age. Like she was in her 
authorities, I'm going to guess, in in this. Um, But yeah, so we have Angelina, played by Amy Garcia. She was Ella Lopez in Lucifer, uh, Jamie Batista in Dexter, and she's had cameos in Family Guy, Hawaii Five-O, CSI Miami, and New York, uh, Bones, Supernatural, and ER. So she's had quite a long career, but like not super frequently in stuff. (laughs) Yeah, not like at the forefront. Yeah, No, I thought she was great. She did no, a good she job. Was fab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't know who or if she was singing by herself. Um, I didn't really do that deep a dive into it because I was uh, too busy researching Freddie Prince Jr., who plays yeah. Miguel. Um, so he was Zach in the naughty comedy She's All That. Uh, maybe one day we'll review it. Who knows? Um, he was also Ray Bronson in I Know the I Know What You Did Last Summer series. Um, I've never actually seen any of. I know what you did last summer. Bex, have you seen any of it? No, I'm not a spooky Hall- uh, Halloween-y, ah, ghosty, yeah. horror story fan, so I-, I have not. I'm sure a bunch of young, very nice young people go and get murdered in the woods. Yeah, probably that would. That's probably <laughs> what happened. Um, you'll also said, uh, seen Freddie Prince Jr. as Fred in Scooby-Doo as well. That he's I have cam- seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's had cameos in Friends and Frasier, and he's done a lot of video games as well. Like He's been in Mass Effect and Dragon Age, um, which I didn't know. Oh, that's so, cool. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um. And as Bex pointed out in the Baby Bell, we had to do a bit of research. And in fact, Freddie Prince Jr. is still married to Sarah Michelle Gellar. So, yeah, you know, that's nice. It's been 20 about 20 years. years. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. A, a, a lasting <laughs> marriage in Hollywood is nothing to be sniffed at. Good oh, work, I agree. Because you got hard shit on your, in your doorstep when you're dealing with press and whatever. So I, I, res- I respect the fuck out of them for... for- yeah their love and commitment to one another how beautiful i know it's it's great like a love story that we can all aspire to probably because they don't talk about it in public actually yeah probably that might be i mean to be fair that might be like the main thing that actually helps them so you know Mm -hmm. um and then we had christina who was played by deja monique cruz um she only has six credits to her name so far including christmas with you and then a cameo in law and order svu um very yeah. young actress anyway so that is to be expected yeah absolutely mm-hmm. i think she was fine yeah i, I she was okay think, i don't think she had a lot to i i really felt like there was a lot missing in her dialogue and her narrative mm. and her like she was just kind of excited to be like you know she was at a 10 the whole time and i was like oh yeah. she given her some like <laughs> levels um so but it's fine yeah. it's all good she, she it was her well. birthday and it was christmas and she was meeting her favorite pop star ever and stuff so yeah you know i, yeah, I get that 10 energy excited. that's fair yeah. but i i felt like in this um that the teenagers were actually kind of accurate to how teenagers would that, you know yeah, I, mean? I guess I I think so. They're definitely yeah. accurate to how I think teenagers are, which means that that's not what yeah. they're like. But you know, <laughs> no, probably not exactly like that. Um, cool. Then we have Ricardo, who's played by Gabrielle Sloyer. Um, he was Gabriel Calatrava in Inventing Anna. Um, he's also done a few video games, and he had did voices in Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, oh, and he's cool. had cameos in Jessica Jones, Narcos, and Orange is the New Black as well. Um, and finally, we have Mo or Monique, who is played by Zenzi Williams. She's had cameos in The Good Fight, Daredevil, Black Panther, Blue Bloods, and Chicago Fire. Um, so yeah, we've got some some good variety in That's amongst good. the cast. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like yeah. it. They're a good <laughs> cast. I I think they did well. Mm-hmm. Um. There's no one who I would recast this time, I don't think. No, absolutely not. Which is pretty rare, so. (laughs) No, they did a pretty good job. And like I said, I thought the chemistry was pretty good across the board. Um, You know, I I felt like there was a relationship between Christina and Miguel um, and that was quite strong. And then I really enjoyed the way that Angelina and Miguel interacted as well. Um, I think my least favorite person was Ricardo. Um, but he's supposed to be so. Yeah, yeah. he's the bad. He's like the bad guy. I really like that they were already broken up. Mm, that mm-hmm. was great. We're we're yeah. jumping all over the place. We haven't even. I haven't even. We haven't even looked at our Christmas criteria <laughs> yet. We haven't counted Christmas trees, and I'm already. We're already getting into the nitty gritty of of uh, Ricardo. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely. So yeah, that's that's our cast. They were great. Mm-hmm. Loved. To be fair, I did love Ricardo. Super great. <laughs> what a, what a, what an asshole. So good. I know. 
yeah so we did our christmas tree count this this week um and we had 18 by 15 minutes but honestly like miguel's house makes up most of the christmas tree vibes there's not a lot of those in angelina's life um and then we were at about 36 by 24 minutes but that's because we'd gone to their house um there were kind of two points in this film where i was like oh this is where they've kept all the christmas trees so the first yeah. one oh. when we went into their house and then the second one when we went to the charity gala and i was like oh that's exactly where all of the decoration budget has gone for like the 20 trees in this one room yeah yeah um, yeah 100 percent. there was a lot of out exterior shots of uh trees and stuff though so it was still really christmasy even with like a low tree count in the first sort of half hour um yeah. but yeah like we had well, ugly jumpers as per usual um there was some christmas cooking and we had did we have carols no we were just writing a christmas song no it was just lots of christmas music there wasn't carols i don't think no i don't think so um and then to be fair a lot of the film's focus was on christina's quinceanera so there was a lot yeah. more like birthday stuff i think yeah it was definitely still very celebratory it felt mm-hmm. very christmasy but mm-hmm. the storyline you know there was there was an arbitrary christmas deadline but it wasn't really mm-hmm. strictly about christmas i guess no though mm-hmm. it kind of was it was fine i don't know i mean i don't like it when i i, I always comment when it's like oh we need to get married on christmas day <laughs> right so it's like suddenly it's not focused on loads of stuff happening on christmas day and i'm like there wasn't enough focus on christmas day so maybe i'm just i can just never be satisfied um um i don't know like i don't know about you but i think this film felt a lot more like an mpca film i really if i didn't i know it wasn't mpca because Mm -hmm. you told me i didn't research it you told me but it really (laughs) felt it really fitted in like netflix really know what their vibe is and with a lot of christmas movies Mm -hmm. they like know what they want and what they don't want and it's like yeah positive characters and a little bit of sass and some excitement mm-hmm. and adorable kid and dead parent bonding and trees and snow and it's like yeah cool yeah you crack you cracked the code yeah so this one isn't actually made by mpca it's made by gmt but i was curious and would be curious if anyone from mpca is listening did some of your writers leave and found gmt because i really felt like they got the vibe like it was just ridiculous enough and it was yeah. just like cheesy enough it was like watching um, it was like watching the princess switch or the night before christmas like yeah i am very curious as to who was involved with this um yeah. but yeah i really really enjoyed it it was the right vibe like from the get-go with the credits i was like yes i'm in immediately oh, like did you see 100%. the little sparkles on the font <laughs> oh my god yeah i did it 100 percent felt like um falling for christmas it was like the exact yeah. same opening credits it wasn't quite like but it was pretty much it was mm-hmm. yeah wild yeah it was less mountains which i appreciated <laughs> massively yeah. but yeah the immediate like in the city we've got like all the lights in new york are up and stuff as well but yeah it did go for the vibe like mm-hmm. pretty hard from the start which i really loved um do you want to talk about the song maybe seeing as we the- had it in synopsis time <laughs> yeah yeah i think we could the song seems like a good place to start uh mm. with, mm-hmm. with this one um so this one it also is a tight 90 minutes as well yes. it is rated u which is great mm. i don't think there is anything that you couldn't you know, it's definitely one you could watch as a family if you wanted mm-hmm. to watch something, like, fun. Um, there, It's on Netflix, so it is available now uh, where, wherever you watch your Netflix, which presumably is on Netflix. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't check mm-hmm. whether they have released this song. No, but it's going to have to go that. on the playlist, right? Oh, yeah, so we're adding, we'll definitely add it to the playlist. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was kind of interested to see... So the song is fine. I think it's a mm-hmm. fairly cheerful Christmas song. It like yeah. hits a lot of the like poppy vibes mm-hmm. that Christmas music has. It's not super obsessed with like Santa and stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that there's Spanish in it as well. Yes. Um mm-hmm. I think it was like positive and mm-hmm. 
Oh, they have released the song. By the way, I just did a quick check on. Uh, oh, sweet. On uh, on Spotify, it is available. It is now as are two other songs from this uh, movie, which have all all by all credited uh... to Amy Garcia, which are all are all now available on Spotify. Um, I love it. I, I really liked the music of this. It mm-hmm. felt very mm-hmm. like mo- modern. I'm sure it wasn't anything, mm. you know, revolutionary. Um, but it felt very sincere and genuine. The lyrics mm-hmm. were fine. It rhymed mm-hmm. pretty well. For a song written to, for a movie, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. I mean... What I was more impressed if we detach ourselves from the actual reality of the song is that in the film, it only takes them, what, about 48 hours to write this song? And like, I know that they had a basis. So Miguel had been writing the song before he met yeah. Angelina. Um, so there was already some like groundwork in there. But there wasn't but, really, but, because it was but, one line that they kept repeating. Time yeah. is where the heart is. And I was like, it, okay. Yeah, it's it's not it wasn't really a great basis for the creative process, but like yeah, I was quite impressed by how much the film looked into like the creativity behind it and the writing process and stuff. And yeah. you know, I'm sure there are lots of people who do end up staying up all night and writing songs and all of that kind of stuff. That is not how I work personally. Um like I am very much of the vibe that like if I am stressed out and I have block, I'm going to have to walk away. <laughs> like yeah and do some other stuff first um but i think that one was very much related to like angelina's character so i really enjoyed the fact that you know miguel did have some boundaries like he got excited at various points about writing the song and stuff but he still was like maybe we take a break maybe we go make some food maybe we go like have a walk or something like that like it was quite interesting to see that play out on screen um, yeah, I think that was also because it, it was really nice that she was like, you know, the singer songwriter, big time famous, whatever. And he was mm-hmm. a music teacher. So it wasn't yeah. the case that where in some of these movies, what happens is like the person who is the expert in it happens to be the female lead and the mm-hmm. male lead comes in and gives some advice. And quite often it's like, why the fuck do you think you know anything about that, Greg? <laughs> um but like it's you know in this one it felt like no he's treating her not like as a student but like in the way mm-hmm. that he would want someone to treat his students in that yeah. moment and to be like you you know you if you if you've got students who are very keen and passionate and want to get stuff done and for kids time doesn't work in the same way and you you mm-hmm. don't want to spend ages and ages doing stuff so it was kind of nice to see him be like, no, you've got to take a break and you've got to eat mm-hmm. and you've got to look after yourself and nourish your, nourish your body to nourish your mind and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was really nice. I really like Freddie Prince. I think Freddie Prince Jr. did actually a really good job. Oh, I kind yeah. of like Freddie Prince Jr. in anything I've seen them in. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're just really good. I, I really actually think he kind of is caught out for Christmas movies. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's he understood the assignment like completely. But so did Amy Garcia. Like neither one of them seemed to be taking it too seriously. Like you could see that they were having fun, and like that's yeah. really important. Um, you know, in in the way that we didn't have in Falling for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite so. I'm sure they were having fun, but she just had so much mm. Botox you couldn't fucking tell. That's and true. It's yeah. just you know. <laughs> Sorry, sorry yeah. to say it how it is. But they did some really interesting stuff with Angelina and like her growing relationship with Miguel really. So they didn't do like deep dives into the bigger topics they were dealing with with Angelina necessarily. But in her interactions with Miguel and his family, she seemed to undo some of the more concerning behaviors that I was seeing from her story. So I think the most concerning one was the disordered and obsessive eating like yeah the focusing on eating salad and like at one point she's talking to Monique about how she's on this like salad diet or salad cleanse but all you do is like rotate through different salad leaves for a week and I'm like that's yeah. not that's not healthy and that's not okay so then she goes to Miguel's house and you know they don't force her to eat but they start feeding her and telling her she should eat and caring yeah. about her and nurturing her and it's nice to see that change. Like it doesn't yeah. change completely and she does backslide a little bit here and there. 
but she's very human like she is really yeah. human throughout this film and i thought that they again while they didn't you know have some outright conversations about it i thought it was done like in like a gentle and encouraging manner to get her to do some of the things that she wasn't doing because she was worried about yeah. how she would look yeah absolutely so uh i i also made notes on this i'm really glad that i I knew you would when it came up i was like we will definitely be talking about this diet (laughs) culture thing i you will find me fucking dead and buried in the ground before i ever think (laughs) that not eating that being size Mm -hmm. zero that you know anorexia and eating disorders for the sake of fashion are Mm -hmm. in any way in any way appropriate or worthwhile or meaningful. Mm -hmm. I fucking hate the culture that is obsessed with like, you know, diet culture and food and all of this stuff. It is not fucking healthy just to rotate lettuce. That is not the vibe. I will Mm -hmm. be dead and buried before you see me in a pair of fucking (laughs) low-rise jeans. Leave some... You want the 2000s forward? Okay, but we're going to leave some of the 2000s very much in the fucking past where it belongs. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Please eat and nourish your bodies to nourish your mm-hmm. minds and look after yourselves. Uh, yeah. Being thin is not everything. Uh, yeah. No, Fuck I totally, that. totally agree. Um, like, yeah, in this respect, I also had some problems with some of the outfit choices. So when we open, yes, I think when we open, Angelina is about to do an interview and she is wearing some low rise jeans with this like, pink thing but it looks like they've just tucked a dress into her jeans like it's it too really, short yeah, it and they decided really to pull the like jeans that. on right <laughs> like, yeah, yeah it did kind of look like that yeah like with the cutouts and stuff i would have preferred her to be in you know high-waisted jeans would have made more yeah. sense would have looked better yeah. um mm-hmm. but having said that like yeah there are people that are telling her not to worry about stuff like monique is really good at calling angelina out and being like that's that's not a that's not meals that's not how you eat and stuff yeah. and like again you know Miguel's family good at calling it out um but she doesn't seem to have a lot of support like she is quite lonely yeah. and isolated and like some of that is explained through the death of her mother um yeah and then also the choices that she'd made like her business-ish relationship with Ricardo um yeah you know it, it does explain why she keeps a lot of secrets and why she keeps to herself because you know it must be tiring to keep all of that to yourself yeah, um, yeah. And to try and think about what lies you're telling all the time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't love their fake relationship. Mm-hmm. I I liked that he was her ex and not her current boyfriend. I liked that they didn't get engaged. That was all oh, good. God. That mm-hmm. was nice. You know, bit of difference, bit of change. You love to mm-hmm. see it. Um, Mo was the fucking MVP of this story as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. I think she did a fucking great job. She mm-hmm. looked awesome in all but yes. one of her outfits. Uh, oh, which one did, did you like? I didn't like the look that they put her in for the gala. Oh. It was also weird because when they got to the gala, she and Freddie Prince Jr., no, sorry, Miguel, and Christina walked mm-hmm. the red carpet in their casual wear and then got ready they when they were inside. And I was like, <laughs> normally you get ready to walk the red carpet, but okay. <laughs> um, So that was a weird you know, it was a weird choice. Like, I get you wanted mm-hmm. to show them getting ready, but just, like, show them getting ready somewhere and then show them, like, it's not that fucking deep. You're not going to need to, like... Yeah. You know, I would rather sh- see their outfits as they walked down the red carpet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't like Mo's. Uh, I liked... I loved her first outfit when she was in, like, this starry... Oh, the celestial suit? suit thing. Mm-hmm. So good. Fucking love I that. really liked the, the colourful sweatsuit that she was wearing to go out to the, the small town, which I can't remember the name of. I loved like how colorful it was and I was like I'd wear yeah. that sweater individually I'd wear it with that whole suit I would wear those pants like with other stuff yeah. as well uh, it just yeah. looked really cozy although I had like I will say this I was very frustrated by most of the outdoor scenes nobody at any point when they're outside in this film is ever dressed appropriately for the weather like they no. have no hats they have no scarves like they have kind of like puffy jackets but that's about it like yeah. at one point angelina and monique are walking through the snow to get to miguel's house um and angelina's like got sandwich bags on her feet yeah <laughs> and she monique has no coal in the puck over yeah <laughs> right? yeah it's um i mean i'm glad they didn't drive home in the snow they would have got mm-hmm. stuck and died of fucking hypothermia because they would have been so cold um, right. yeah it's not really not the vibe no. not the vibe 
Mm -mm. But yeah, there was problems with like costuming outside. Like when they did the scenes in the garden, like towards the end of the film, Miguel's sad and we're having a sad montage um, because obviously we've had unnecessary conflict. Um, But he's sitting outside writing in a shirt. And I'm like, either they've got the best patio heaters we've ever seen or he's just chilling outside and I don't understand because, like, again, he's not wearing enough clothes and I don't yeah. know. I find it hard to focus on my, like, writing in my freezing cold flat in Edinburgh when I'm fully, like, dressed. Yeah, <laughs> indoors. Sitting outside in a snowstorm. Indoors, in, in gently uh, saved by a single plane of, <laughs> pane of a single glazed glass. Right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> it was weird. It was like... Let's leave this moment where we are writing by the piano to go and mm-hmm. discuss writing outside. Yes, that was so weird. Thank God you thought it was weird too, because I was like, why is this happening? What? Is why? This, <laughs> just strange, just unnecessary, just, I don't know, don't know, don't, didn't get it. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> maybe, we're, maybe we're looking into it too much, but uh, yeah, it uh. wasn't, uh, it wasn't quite what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I was so excited at the uh, multilingual elements of this movie and the yes. mentioning of Spanish culture, which I fucking loved. And I don't really know a lot mm-hmm. about like Latino culture and like I've heard of a quinceañera. I knew it was for mm-hmm. like a 15th birthday. I am kind of familiar that it's like the, it's a, a like, a, I, I see it in my head as a non-religious equivalent to like a bar mitzvah, right? It's like a coming mm-hmm. of age party for young yeah. people uh, in a particular culture. I mm-hmm. loved her quinceanera dress. She looked, she looked so like a princess. Beautiful. Like, <laughs> it was like so funny because it's totally, it felt so genuine because mm-hmm, it was like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, everyone would get so fucking dressed up to go to these. I mean, we weren't dancing around like that, but we, and we were definitely not dressed <laughs> as princesses. We were like, you know, it was more drinking and whatever. But we would go yeah. to these parties and we would like show up and do all of that. And it was always a case of like, we're all dressed to the fucking tens, the best that mm-hmm. we can be. And you're in like a village hall. It's like a church hall. <laughs> There's like a stage yeah. in the background. There's like, start piles and piles of those plastic chairs and i was like this feels right this feels like really fancy accoutrements in a really bland room i was like Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that was perfect how it works yeah Yeah. perfect perfect i did also feel like the gala really felt like it was like oh cool you just rented out this school to film all of your scenes for the movie and this was just like a school (laughs) i didn't really feel it didn't feel the gala itself I was the thing I had the most problems with, not because of oh. the actual story of it. I didn't mm-hmm. mind them doing the gala and like them having the song together, all of that. That was totally fine. Mm-hmm. First of all, they arrive at the gala. They are not ready in their attire. They walk the red carpet. Then we get, <laughs> then they get ready. Yeah. Already pointed out that I don't like that and that's wrong. Secondly, when they get to the red carpet, there is like three people there, right? On either side. They're mm-hmm. like, Woo! Like these three people, one person's holding a sign, three people are pretending to be photographers, and it's fucking dead, <laughs> empty, no one is around, nothing's there. I was like, couldn't you just be like to a local area? Hey, we're just filming this thing for Netflix, we're looking for people to come and be extras, and you'll get to meet Freddie Prince Jr. and whoever the fuck, whoever, right? Yeah. Why didn't they do that just to get like a crowd going? Like, did yeah. they not want, you know, it was, it felt, it was actually made me laugh out loud. It was so embarrassing. The fact that mm-hmm. they like got out of the car, they were like, wow, we're at this huge, <laughs> very important gala. And there's six people there and no audience. I was like, yeah. lol, funny. <laughs> Next up, I didn't like her dress. Whose dress? The green dress that anybody <gasps> was wearing. You didn't like the green I dress? Didn't, I, I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it. I just thought it could have been better. It needed mm, uh, like mm-hmm. slightly the way that the pl- way that the dress was worn because it was mm. being worn when she was like walking downstairs and performing and shit. I was like, yeah. you know what? You wear that kind of dress to sit in and look elegant and drink cocktails on a high stool. That's why you wear that <laughs> dress. You don't wear it to like run about and do admin and run up and down because mm-hmm. it just kind of looked like. You know, the slit was too high and too wide. The plunge wasn't defined enough. It made her look boxy. It didn't look like it fit her well. 
She didn't like fill it out really nicely. Loved the mm-hmm. color on her. She thought I thought that looked really beautiful. Really liked mm-hmm. the way they accessorized it. Yeah, didn't mm-hmm. love the dress. Also, when they like cut to a slow mo, she's like looking over, and there's a slow mo of Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> walking towards her in this terribly <laughs> ill-fitted suit. And I was like, no, oh, come on, man. Could you not? You know, he must. He's walked a bunch Did of fucking red carpets. Do you not think that Fred, you know, Freddie Prince Jr. probably has his own fucking suits that fit pretty, pretty well. You know what I mean? Sometimes right. in these movies, yeah. I'm like, why don't you actually just speak to the acting cast and be like, hey, we're going to do some recycling. We're going to talk about re- sustainability in this movie in some way. Yeah. You've got a fucking suit. You can wear, particularly a suit, you know. <laughs> Guys wear suits to every fucking occasion. It's always like red carpet glamour, blah, blah, blah. And it's like mm-hmm. just someone, some dude in a suit. The only exception to that is Elliot Page, who looks fucking exceptional in a suit. And I'm so glad that they wear suits on the red carpet. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, he was like in an ill-fed suit. It was just, the gala to me felt very like Mean Girls High School play. Mm. Like talent mm-hmm. show. The stage wasn't yeah. that cool. The backing mm-hmm. that they used for it wasn't great. The band mm-hmm. looked, they were like trying to fill the stage out. So the band looked really splayed out, which was like really weird. Yeah. It, they didn't look like an actual band. It looked mm-hmm. like no one knew each other. She didn't have any dancers with her, which is like her thing. Yeah. So I get, you know, have dancers do one song with all the dancers and then go into like this slow moment where you lie atop the grand piano and sing into the face of Freddie Prince Jr. rather than <laughs> sitting awkwardly on the seat next to him and facing away from your audience the whole time. Like I get they yeah. were filming it for a movie, but you gotta be, if I'm gonna be fussy, I'm gonna be fussy, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you want it to feel real, right? And if that's Ooh. the moment that takes you out of the film, then, you know, yeah. that's it. That's why we talk about it. Yeah. Um, I really liked the color of the dress as well i really liked the cut i just don't know if it was necessarily right for the atmosphere of the it kind of looked like, too big as well do you know like netflix usually do um like snooty rich people parties quite well um yeah or at least oh, they find yeah, enough yeah, extras yeah. to pad it out um <laughs> and this yeah. time it just didn't really feel like that like it felt like you know, when he's approaching in the bar, like you just said, in slow motion, it felt like um, the bar at a theater where you've seen a panto, but you're with your school. Oh, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like a, it's, it's kind of school, school trip weird. to, oh, uh, they're, they're, there's a touring production of Macbeth. We're going to take the whole yeah. class to go and see it. And you're all like yeah, yeah. 11. Yeah. <laughs> But somehow you end up standing in a really sticky theater bar and you don't really know what to do. And it felt yeah. like that at various points. Um, I enjoyed their performance together, but I do agree. I think it would have been good had she done a more poppy number and something from her back catalog. Because like that's a big thing throughout the whole film. Yeah, People are like, trying to get her to move like, on from the past, right? Yeah, it's like that she has loads of, mm-hmm. you know, amazing tracks. And like she keeps rehashing the hits, and people are yeah. like, "When are you going to release something new?" And that's like her whole thing. Yeah. So I don't see why they didn't do some of that, and like because that was quite poppy. And in the opening credits, we do see her dancing with the dancers, and then at the end, at Christina's quinceanera, the dancers are back again. So yeah, why wouldn't you have them there? Yeah. And then again, like show that transition, show that softer side of her as she invites Miguel up, and then yeah you know they do their performance and it's romantic for the most part like yeah yeah it was really nice it was also just incredible to see her switch like bilingual people are very good at that anyway but to see her yeah. switch in the middle of singing is is very impressive um, yeah really really cool loved that mm-hmm. really yeah that cool. was a really I, great I, moment because it is like a very natural part if you're like multilingual and like i'm mm-hmm. sure you will have experienced this because you have uh you speak a second language uh, mm-hmm. and you lived internationally and that you might you know it's that thing where you'll be talking in a sentence and then you'll just forget uh-huh. the word in english or in chinese or in whatever other language you have for like red coat yeah. whatever and it'll just be like with the red coat right and it's just like that's code mixing it's like such a classic thing they talk about it in like multiple language education all the time so yeah it was like really nice to see 
a bit of that representation. Like some yeah. of the food they were eating looked really fucking delicious. Mm. I was like, I mm-hmm. am hungry. I would like some tamales, please. <laughs> they look really fucking good. I'm sure they yeah. would be too spicy for my white ass, but like, yeah, I was, I was into it. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. Like it's very different to what we usually see in a lot of like festive films in general, like anything that's kind of centered around family holidays. And especially because like a lot of the films that we watch are very white like yeah. to be honest so you yeah. see food in a very different context in these white families and there's always arguments and there's always tension and like people are shouting at each other but here in this film and i feel like this is something that comes across not just in latino culture but in asian culture as well is like food is very important food yeah. is very gentle and generous and it's a teaching moment but it's not even just that like it's about love and care and passing down traditions but also creating connections for the future and things like that so I really loved the scene where they were at the table and Angelina was cooking with them like yeah that was a great that was really Um, nice it was such like an evolution from like her first you know when she first sat there she was like oh this all looks delicious and she was still being polite but she clearly didn't want to eat and no one was like no you need to eat you need to eat they were more like sure you don't want to try a little bit of this really yeah and then by the end it was like she was like food becomes part of i really feel like food and language are such huge parts of like hispanic culture Mm. and it was really nice to see it used in a way that was like not like oh we're making tamales but just like Mm. yeah we're having Mm -hmm. dinner of course we're having something like this because that's probably what it's fucking like it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. so like yeah it was dope as hell um, yeah. to to see that and it made me really hungry yeah <laughs> yeah it was yeah it made me itchy to go into the kitchen and start like wrapping dumplings and stuff <laughs> which I haven't done in a long time now but yeah no it was really good it was really nice and like I felt like the family had really good connections but I did want to talk about something that we do frequently go over anyway how did you feel about the bonding because Angelina and Christina kind of have this dead parent bonding moment before they even meet, which I thought was quite interesting and something yeah. kind of new. So, yeah, because yeah, Angelina finds Christina's cover of her song on the internet. I have a problem with this anyway because Angelina would not be managing her own social media. Like, that's just not e- the thing. Yeah, but obviously, then no. we don't have the film after that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like they have this moment. Well, Angelina has this moment, which is how she ends up going out to the town to meet Christina. Um, But I thought, yeah, I just thought it was a really interesting way to build a connection between the characters without us having to go through all like the cheesy, like um, food fights and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Because it's usually in those that we get those like bonding moments where they're a bit vulnerable. Whereas this is a bit different. Yeah, I think it was fine. Like, I feel like they had a hard time picking qualities that a 50, like an almost 15 year old, the ways that they would behave. Mm. Like, sh- I, I, and I think this kind of contributed to the dead parent bonding and the, you know, the kind of relationship between, I really loved the relationship between uh, Angelica, is it Angelica, Angelica, and. Uh, why am I? Why am I fussing Angelina. now? I've, Angelina. <laughs> why have I been caught? What Angelica? What the fuck? What Rugrats shit am I thinking of? <laughs> I, I've only just been talking. You know, we've only been talking about this movie for forty-five minutes. You think I know her fucking name? <laughs> anyway, I knew it was. I knew Angelica was wrong. Anyway, Angelina and Miguel have like actually a really nice like chemistry, and it's kind of mm. it feels slow burn, even though it literally happens over a couple of days, which is really yeah. nice. Whereas mm-hmm. they didn't really, like, they, they were like, oh, cool, they can meet because of Christina. But then they didn't mm-hmm. really give Christina her, her own stuff to worry about. Like, what, yeah. if, you know, if they had, I'm not going to say fix the movie, okay, right now, because I don't think there was a lot wrong with the movie. But, like, mm-hmm. what I would have really loved to see from Christina is a bit more of her own motivation or struggles mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, have her be, like, nervous about you know she's a really great singer and she's like sharing her song and she's doing that and whatever maybe she's really nervous about like the dance at her quinceanera because everyone's Mm going to be looking at her and she can't i've got two left both me and my dad we've got two left feet and like you know just give her (laughs) something 
to say or a need or a requirement mm-hmm. in any way because really she was just there to be like hi you're great i love you angelina this is my dad <laughs> anyway bye and i was like oh yeah. okay it just would have been I, nice uh, had there been more for them i didn't mind their dead yeah. parent bonding it kind of felt you know, she was looking at pictures in her room. Also awkward to have a picture of your crush in a photo frame. Yeah, what was room. that all about? Right, that I, I, that I don't cringe. understand. Because I'm like, the the crush doesn't seem to talk to her. She seems to freak out about talking to him. But she yeah. has a picture of them together, together in her bedroom. But they're like, so, so surely far they apart, must have spoken. Right? So <laughs> far apart in that picture as well. So it's clearly like there were other people in that picture. And she props <laughs> in and just like cut them out, put it in the frame. What well, we, we would have been cute, you know, if she was like at her desk, they like looking at her desk and whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like, oh, I've been working on a th- some lyrics. Let me show you. Mm-hmm. And she like ruffled through some pages. And there was a notebook there that had like, Scott, I heart Scott, future, Mrs. Oh, yeah. whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, all of that. Because you've seen those. People have them. That's okay. Yeah. Normally it's like with celebrities, not with like people who are ever going to fucking see it. But you know, you do the doodle <laughs> with the little heart and the little stars and you're like, I heart this person. Mm-hmm. Me and Jeremy forever or whatever, right? <laughs> and that would have been like a cute, wholesome way to do it. Yeah. The photo frame just felt weird. And then it would make sense yeah. for her to then like move on to the photo frame mm-hmm. with her mom and for them to have like that, like, oh, this is my mom. And to be able to like have that moment of yeah. loss. Because I do think, you know, in these movies, there is always a dead parent. It's the thing we talk mm-hmm. about all of the time. Normally, some of the sometimes both the parents are dead. Normally unrelated, yeah. normally, you know, separate times. But there is like a unity that can immediately be found with other people who've experienced like that same level mm-hmm. of grief. And I think it was kind of nice. You can't really prey on it a lot in Christmas movies because it is really mm-hmm. depressing. You don't want to make everyone cry because they're like, uh-huh, my loved one's gone. Um, but like, it was nice to kind of have <laughs> mm-hmm. that moment of like humanity where it was like, yeah. it doesn't matter if you are 15 or if you are in your 40s, if you recently lose a parent, that is a big change for you mm-hmm. in your life. And there's always going to be stuff that you're like, oh, I wish I could tell them about this or I wish they were there mm-hmm. for that. And it's like, obviously it's very... It's, it's seen more tragic when you are younger, right? Because mm-hmm. you rely on your parents more heavily. But it is, like, sad at any point. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice for that to kind of be brought up in that yeah. way. And then mm-hmm. not mentioned again and not really dwelled on. And it was like, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't a shit dad. He was doing as well as he could. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a village to raise a kid. And he had, like, support around him and his mom and whatever. So I was kind of like, yeah, I'm into mm-hmm. this. This is fine. Yeah, no, I thought they did that really well. Um, I thought that Angelina and Christina's talk was nice. It wasn't too much. It wasn't too hammy. It was kind of like really well balanced. I do agree with you though. Like I wish that the interaction in the bedroom had been different. (laughs) Yeah, just just a little. Um, It was just weird to have a photo of your crush. Like, you know, it would be one thing if it was like in the yearbook, in your yearbook, like Mm -hmm. you, that, you know, it's like his message or whatever in the yearbook. Yeah. Like, you know, like you have it open on that page or something. That's like, hey, Christina, have a great summer. See you in the (laughs) Do you in the fall, winky face? You know, like something like that. Yeah. that would have been like, Ugh. but yeah, it was weird to just be like, mm-hmm. I have a picture of my crush on my desk, even though he doesn't know who I am and I can't talk to him. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, shit. it was really weird. Like, I did not enjoy that bit. And I'm like, yeah, teenagers do weird stuff, but I don't think they do that. Um, yeah, but that maybe that's just me. Um, yeah, sorry, uh, we are kind of out of of time i guess we've got to wrap it rapidly wrap up um as much as i'd love to keep talking about this film because i really did like it yeah Um, i mean we might we might keep talking about it uh anyway probably for the rest of our lives uh that's just how we work but yeah uh, i i I really enjoyed it i i was um it was a good time it was it was it was it wasn't perfect i had some issues Mm -mm. there was some stuff that made me laugh out the fuck loud which they weren't trying to be funny with which is great that's Mm -hmm. kind of what i want for very Christmas movie and obviously they got to Christmas number one which yeah, is of course it a is. really big deal in the UK <laughs> it doesn't really mean anything in the US but made me laugh because I was like oh my god love actually love it really is all around um, <laughs> but yeah it was good it was good um, do, you, do you have a rating what, what would you rate the oh, this well, movie out of an exit there's no Vanessa Hudgens 
No, but do you know what? Amy Garcia did a really good job and she's got beautiful dark hair just like yeah. Vanessa Hudgens. For a moment, if I'd like half she closed my eyes, great... I could have pretended it was Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> Wait, do we... I kind of want them in a movie together. Oh, that'd be so Can much fun. Can she be her that'd like so big sister? Oh my yes. God. Amy Garcia's her big sister. Her mo- their mom died when like Vanessa Aww. was really young, and she basically mm-hmm. raised me. And we're like family, and everything's so cute and cl- oh, oh. Yeah, I'd watch that though. I would. MPCA, you listening? <laughs> hey, you listening? I got some ideas for you. Tune in next or, or week. Or GMT. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either a- any production companies listening, tune in next week where we will inevitably give you another plot for uh, another movie. I'm uh, going to give this a, I think I'm going to give it mm-hmm. a four out of five. Pretty I high would for me. agree with that. I think four out of five. I think it's, again, kind of similar to same time next Christmas for me. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did, but yeah. I really, really liked it. Like, yeah, there were some problems, but the stuff that they did really well, they did really well. And also, like, very, very quickly touch on this, but I really loved that by the end of the film, Angelina understood that there was enough space for more than one pop star and that she started rooting yeah. for her little, like, rival that we had yeah. at the start. It's not really important right now. But anyway, I thought they did that really well. And I'm like, yes, support each other. There is definitely a lot of room in the arts. There's not a lot of funding, but there's a lot of yeah, room. Yeah, there's a lot of room. <laughs> everyone is welcome we want your art the more people who make art the more art gets made and that's great mm-hmm. um, exactly. yeah i agree oh well this mm-hmm. was fun this was yeah. nice uh mm-hmm. i think yeah this is definitely one of the better ones i'm not mm-hmm. sure I, I don't i don't know how i feel about next week movie next week's movie if i'm gonna be honest with you I'm a for, for holiday bit... harmony uh, yeah, we've there's been a lot of radio song singer songwriter <laughs> music relevant movies yeah. this year, which is not a theme I thought we were gonna have, but totally no is the vibe. But it seems to be next time where we mm-hmm. speak about holiday harmony and go through all of that fabulousness. Yeah, uh, you could listen to our holiday harmony baby bell where we're going to be discussing the trailer. Uh, you can join us on coffee for our Die Hard episode as well. And then, you know, if you're still not satisfied with Christmas selection, you can go and listen to seasons one and two, and most of season three, because we're still making it, um, on Spotify or Apple or wherever you find your podcasts, really. Yeah, you can follow us at Jingle Bell Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We want to see your Christmas presents. If you're watching movies, please tell us about it. Let us know your thoughts. If you disagree, if you mm-hmm. do agree, if you find a better dress that you think they should have put Eddie Garcia <laughs> in and you want to share it with someone and you're not sure who to share it with, you can share us. that with us. Us. <laughs> We're those people. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bex. This has been great. Thank you, Naomi. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Thanks for listening to Jingle Bells. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or tell a festive friend about our shenanigans. Stay up to date with all things Jingle Bells online at Jingle Bells Pod on Instagram and Twitter or buy us a coffee at coffee.com forward slash Jingle Bells Pod. Your support means so much and helps us keep doing what we love. See you next time, elves. None of them help.